Come on, let's lift up the name of Jesus Christ. There is none other in heaven or on earth. Welcome to another episode of Hope in Christ with Denise. Here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast, where we place our hope in the only hope there is. Christ our Lord. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influences Broadcast. I am your host, Minister Denise Walker, and I welcome you all back to today's show. Today we will be having another healthy conversation um, because at Hope in Christ we are healthy, we are overcomers, we walk in our purpose, and we maintain an eternal perspective as we seek our identity in Christ Jesus and walk that out and understand who he is. Before we begin, I'm going to open us up with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you. Hallelujah. We thank you for who you are, God. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you, O oh God, for once again being able to take the gospel to the world, God. So we pray and ask, O oh God, that those that are listening, those that will listen to um, this all over the world, wherever they are, that they would hear something that would transform their lives, that would cause them to call upon you, Lord. And we just thank you and we praise you, O oh God, that you would speak through us, O oh God, that we decrease and you increase, and that you be glorified for your word declares that if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. So, we God, we thank you and we praise you for it now. In Jesus' name, amen. So, again, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influences Broadcast. Just a few things about the topic today. We're going to be talking about what the Bible says about motherhood what, um, and just delving into a few scriptures that relate to that. Before we get started, I want to mention that we have um, also this month is National Stroke Awareness Month, and so we want to make sure that we understand that strokes are very, very serious, very serious. Um, I recently had a friend who passed away from a stroke, and we want to, women, we want to make sure specifically, everyone, but women specifically, since we're going to be talking about motherhood and our children needing us, right? So we need to make sure we take care of ourselves. We check our blood pressures. We watch what we're eating, and we're mindful of our temple because we want to do the work of the Lord, and we don't want things hindering us. So I just wanted to start with that to remember that this is National Stroke Awareness. So please, ladies, 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 and gentlemen, go out and get that blood pressure check. Know the status of your blood pressure. Make sure that you're taking care of that because in in um, honor of my one of my dearest friends um, recently passed away instantly from high blood pressure. She had a massive stroke. And so please, please, please make sure that you're doing that. So without further ado, we're going to bring on our guest and uh, Minister Regina Price, and she's going to introduce herself before we get started. Amen, amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Denise of Hope in Christ Ministries um, and Kingdom Kingdom Ministries. I so appreciate this opportunity to share with you this evening. I am Minister Regina Price. 
I have been preaching and teaching the gospel of Jesus Christ for over 20 years. Um, I am currently a parishioner at the LifePoint Church in Fredericksburg, Virginia, under the leadership of Pastors Daniel and Tammy Floyd, um, where I serve in the outreach ministries there and also a part of the small groups. And um, I am an author of three books, uh, Faith, F period, A period, I period, T period, Forsaken All, I Trust Him, and um, Faith, Confessions, and Faith, Hope, and Light, a journal through life's journey. And um, I am also the owner and operator of A Light for Life, LLC, sharing an inspiring message of faith, hope, and light to those who are in darkness and despair and those experiencing the past and present trauma. I am a... Uh, certified prepare and enriched facilitator, a marriage commissioner, notary public, and an entrepreneur. I have also had the privilege for over 20 years to minister in the jails, local jails and prisons, um, conducting life skills, uh, Bible study, and also anger management. Uh, recently, my book, Faith Forsaken All I Trust Him, was approved um, in almost half all half of yes every juvenile uh, detention center and correctional facility in Virginia um, that two books would go into every pod. So I'm so so excited about that and all that God is uh, doing in this season. Amen, amen, and congratulations on your book. That's amazing. God is so amazing in all his ways, and we know that he will take it where it needs to go. So thank you for um, introducing yourself. Without further ado, we're going to jump right into our topic today. Our topic is what does the Bible say about motherhood, physical motherhood, and those that are standing in and um, teaching as mothers, those that are acting as mothers. So we're going to begin with um, the Word. So remember at Hope in Christ, we speak the Word. We come from the Word, and then we have our discussions. So we're going to start with Proverbs 22 and 6. And we are very familiar with the Scripture, and we're going to begin by discussing this um, from the beginning about what the Bible says about motherhood, and the scripture is Proverbs 22 and 6, and it says, Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. So the first thing the Bible instructs parents to do is to train up children in the way they should go. Because what I believe is and we all know that children, as a, I teach school, I'm an educator. I've been educated for 21 years. And what I see is we have to make sure that we are training our children and um, in the way of God. And that's what this scripture is referring to, not just training them to go their own way, but training them to go in the ways of the Lord. And then the second part of that scripture begins to tell us that when they're old, 
They won't depart. That means they'll remember. They will come back to that word that was planted in their spirit, in their lives, the fear of God that was spoken in their life. So I wanted to start with that, and I'm going to have Minister Regina um, add to that. Hi, yes. Um, So as you had um, stated that I believe uh, it is a mandate from God um, that he has given to um, the mothers as well as the fathers, but we're talking about mothers tonight, and um, to train up their children in the way that he should go. And with that, I believe that being able to train them up, um, that the first thing I would do as a mother would be to dedicate my child back to God. Um, and, you know, that's just a part of being able to train them in the way of God, to let them know that, you know, you're not mine. You don't belong to me. You belong to the Lord. So um, training them, a part of training them is to dedicate them back to the Lord. Um, I have this motto that says, a child doesn't know how or why unless we teach, train, and discipline them. And so the mother is must train her children in the ways of God and his promises for obedience and, and disobedience. The children must be trained in wisdom, but wisdom is the principal thing. Um, and then prepare them for future responsibilities like womanhood, manhood, careers, relationships, good morals, ethical principles, and good manners. And I think that all of this is still training them up um, in the ways of the Lord. And um, the second part, as you mentioned, so that they will not depart from those things that you have trained them in the Lord, that they will remember and they will come back to those things um, in the in the end. Um, and then sometimes we know that even in, and when we train kids, God, we still have free will. And um, but but most of the time, you see that those who have been trained in the ways of the Lord, they will not depart from it. Amen. 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 And as you were speaking, as you were sharing, I just think back to some examples of um, being trained by um, my parents and always remembering to be respectful and not to um, what we called um, that talk. Um, and, and oftentimes I find myself, you know, even with my 17-year-old, because in their teenage years something happens. I don't know what happens, but right. they pray even more. <laughs> Um, yeah. In their teenage years, so we find ourselves, I, I, you know, I tell them, I always tell my teenage son, I say, hey, um, even if me and your dad can't see you all the time, God is there. He hears. He sees. Mm-hmm. And so helping him to understand that you must honor God even greater than even me and your dad and um, teaching them to respect teachers and other adults because they don't just know that. Um, and, and as an educator, I often um, help parents understand, you know, I correct my students when they're out of order because they don't, if you let them do it, they will. So we want to make sure that yeah. we're training them in the way that they should go. 
Absolutely. And says, you know, then in Psalm 51, 5, it tells us that we were shaping in iniquity, you know, and in sin that our mothers conceive us. So, you know, that alone also, you know, relates to the fact that if we, that we have to be trained, you know, children have to be trained um, in the ways of the Lord because we were born in sin. So we have to, um, you know, like you said, it doesn't come automatically. They have to be trained and taught and disciplined. Amen. And before we go mm-hmm. into our next scripture, I wanted to add that um, we have to also, mothers, is understand our children, um, the best training is being that example. So they yeah. see us see the example before them, and that and it sticks longer. It, it sticks with them to say, I watched my mom pray. I watched my mom do this. I watched mm-hmm. my dad do that. And so it helps them to remember because it was demonstrated before them. Amen. Amen. And our next scripture that we're going to tackle is Exodus 20, verse 12. And this one is about honoring mothers. Amen. Honoring mothers. I'm going to say that one more time. Honoring mothers. And so the word says in Exodus 20 and 12, it says, Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord God is giving you. And what I want to say before Minister Regina um, tackles this scripture, I want to first begin with, because now in, in 2021 when we find ourselves living, we hear a lot of people say the word is for back then and the word is from, you know, those that have um, are struggling with believing and trusting in God are saying the word is for back then. But honoring fathers and mothers has never changed. Um, God desired it then, and he's eternal. He's an eternal God. So um, his word does not um, change because we're in a different time in history. So, again, honoring your father and your mother that your days may be long is God speaking a promise. The word goes on to say that that's the um, commandment with a promise, and we must honor our fathers and mothers and God blesses us as we honor them, as we respect them, as we um, do what God says. So as we fear God, to in order we in order to truly, I believe, in order to truly honor our fathers and mothers, we have to fear the Lord, because um, I've seen so many things, I've heard so many things where the honor of mother and father is not there. And um, in order to do that, truly, truly honor, to truly respect and um, uphold our mothers and fathers, we have to fear the Lord our God. And he shows us how to. He shows us how to be honoring in um, that way. So I just wanted to um, add that. And Minister Regina, if you wanted to add something to that. Amen, amen. Uh, Yeah, so... I believe um, as well that this scripture, what it is saying about to honor mothers, it's a command, not a suggestion. Um, children, um, you know, ha- need to know that their parents need to be honored, uh, reverenced, and respected. Um, they have the distinct task of caring a child 
and bringing the child from the womb to the various stages of life, from infancy and adolescence and preteen and teenager to adulthood, and then the joys of seeing them become responsible, independent adults and raising and training their own children in the admonition of the Lord and to honor their mother as well. When a child honors their mother, um, they're honoring God, as you had uh, mentioned, uh, Minister Denise. And we know that the fear of the Lord, the fear of God, is the beginning of wisdom. And and then keeping his command. And then that, that second part of it, you know, that tells us, and in turn, he rewards his children with the promise of long life. Amen. 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 The promise of long life. Amen. And and it doesn't matter. Um, We all go through experiences. I've gone through experiences myself, but it doesn't negate God's word. God's word desires that we honor and respect our parents. Amen. And our our next scripture is Proverbs 6 and 20. Proverbs 6 and 20 says, My son, keep your father's commandment and forsake not your mother's teaching. Bind them on your hearts always. Tie them around your neck. I'm going to read that again. It says, My son, keep your father's commandment and forsake not your mother's teaching. Bind them on your hearts always. Tie them around your neck. So that goes back to that, um, you know, when we're trained and we remember what we were trained in. And I believe when it said binding them in um, on your heart, always remembering what your mother taught you, always um, looking back on those things. And also it says um, tie them around your neck, keeping those things close to you. Keeping the things that mom taught close to you. I, I think about, um, again, one of the things that I was taught from the time I was a little girl was respecting my elders. And I'm almost 45 years old, and I always still do that. I still do that. When yeah. someone who is my elder is speaking to me, I respect them. I say, yes, ma'am. I say, I I stop and I listen because um, I was sharing this actually today with one of my students. I said, you know, that um, our elders are those people of wisdom. Um, She was was a little upset with her grandmother about something, and and we began to talk, and and I really believe she was just hurting about something, and we began to talk about it. And I said, hey, wait a minute, our elders – are those people with wisdom. Without them, we don't really know anything. I said because I would rather speak to my elders or someone that's older than me and gain some wisdom because young people don't have wisdom. And she said, yes, ma'am, when um, she began to respond to me and she understood what I was saying. So remembering what's being taught, remembering that specific thing is, and, and I know that blessings have come to me when I continue to remember what my, not just my mom, but my dad taught me about respecting my elders. And that's just one example. Minister Regina, if you want to jump in. Amen. 
So, you know, um, Pastor Denise, when I first um, read it, it said, my son, keep your father's commandments. So I was thinking, I believe Solomon is referring here to the father's training and admonishing and wisdom and the word of God that has been passed down to the children um, and that a wise child will not forsake the training, uh, I mean, the teaching of the mother. So to me, like, that the same respect is to be had to a mother as to the father. Um, the commandment and law of, of both of them should be the same. Says you, um, we've often heard this. I know I did growing up. You know, you would hear the mother say, you know, just wait until your father gets home. Um, but I just believe children should have the same reverential respect and fear of God and obedience of their mother's um, teaching as well as the father. And so um, if we, like the the second part, talked about, you know, bonding them um, around our neck. And so being able to do that is um, just, as you have mentioned, uh, to be able to, you know, remember what you were taught and how you were trained and being able to respect the mother's teaching as an authority figure as well as the father's teaching. Amen. 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 So, again, we are talking about what the Bible says about motherhood, and we're going to jump in to our next scripture from Ephesians chapter number 6, and we're going to be coming from verses 1 through 3, but we're also going to zoom in on um, um, verse 4 as well. So, um, so we're coming from Ephesians 6 and... We are coming from one through four, and we uh, one through three, and we will also mention um, verse four because it's important. And a lot of times, it's taken out of context because one through three is not read um, when it's used. So we want to make sure we focus on that as well. So in Ephesians six one through four, and um, the word of the Lord reads in just a second. So we want to make sure that we're reading the Word of God in context. Um, all right. And so it reads, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. And we just finished talking about that commandment so that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. And then verse 4, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So again, in Ephesians 6, 1 through 4, it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with a promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, 
but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So that one has many pieces in it. And so we start with verse 1. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. So as I read that scripture, I'm thinking about, I I keep referring to my classroom, because a lot of times my students say, why? You know, they'll ask questions like, why? Why do I have to do that? And why? Ms. Walker, can you tell me why? And so the scripture in verse 1 tells us why, for it's right. And a lot of times mm-hmm. the kids, um, instead of us giving this long explanation, we should just simply say it is the right thing to do. It is the mm-hmm. right thing to do. It honors God, so it is the right thing to do. So um, for our children must honor their parents, mom and dad. And as we've been focusing in on mothers, we also have to understand, as Minister Regina said earlier, a lot of times Dad, I know, um, you know, we grow up, and Dad's voice makes the children just stop. Everybody stop right. moving. And, but we have to honor and respect Mom because we have to give an account to God for, for that, you know. And so we want to look at that verse. And in the second verse, it says, honor your father and your mother. So it goes back to that. That's why we are being respectful. That's why we're obeying because it's honor. It's honor to them. And um, it's the first commandment with a promise. God is saying that you may live a long life, that things don't come up, that you don't bring things upon yourself when you don't obey and honor your parents. Um, a very sad example that um, many years ago when I was, I think I was probably about 12, um, there was a young man who, and, and, I, and I always try to look at examples, um, this one is an extreme example, but um, there was a young man who um, he was very dishonoring to his mother. He would talk to his mom like very disrespectfully. And um, one night his mom was trying to talk to him, and she was trying to tell him not to go and do what he was getting ready to go and do. And he, again, he he disobeyed. He was dishonoring. He um, he started even cursing at his mom. And he did not come back home that evening. And so we have to be careful because um, that's, that's an example of that our days would be long. And I remember when I was growing up, there was one of the scriptures that was quoted to me that made me tremble. Like I was like, okay, God, don't please don't take me today. Um, and so we have to, and it's an extreme example, but we want to make sure that we understand um, God is, um, he doesn't agree with dishonoring and disrespecting our parents. Amen. And so we have to make sure as we're zooming in on mothers that that is, uh, we're, we're, we're respecting our mothers. And then I wanted to highlight Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. And when I think about where it says fathers, and the same thing I would say as mothers as well, um, sometimes as parents we don't always get it right, and we have to be willing. This is um, what I would say to that scripture. We have to be willing to even um, talk to our kids and also when we're wrong, admit when we're wrong. Um, and not um, have our kids so angry with us, and we don't know how to stop and say, hey, um, and that's where God will deal with us as well. He'll begin to say to us, hey, 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 
that was wrong. I need you to go apologize to your child. And sometimes as parents, we're like, wait a minute, I'm the parent. Um, but God will speak. And I remember my husband sharing this with me one day. He said he was um, dealing with my son when he was in middle school. And my husband said God immediately told him he was wrong for what he said, what he did. And God made him instantly at that moment call my son on the phone. I didn't know anything about it. But God was dealing with my husband and um, not provoking because what was happening, my son was becoming angry. You know, our son, he was becoming more and more angry, and God was dealing with my husband because of his response. And so uh, we have to, as parents, be willing to admit and um, go back and apologize if we have to. So I wanted to add that. And, Minister Regina, I'll pass it over to you. Amen, amen. So, um, Minister Denise, when I was reading this, I realized that um, the scripture, Exodus 2012, um, also talks about, you know, honoring your father and your mother and um, and then Ephesians um, 6, uh, 1, 2, 3, and then we are um, talking about verse 4 as well. So then what happens is the fifth commandment um, also becomes the first commandment with a promise. And so here what I see is God not only has it in the Old Testament, because you have so many people that are like, well, it's in the old, but what about the new? And so here God shows us that, like you said early on, is that God's word has never changed about honoring your father and your mother. So it's here in Exodus 20:12, and then we see it again in Ephesians 6, 1 through 3. So, and it has a promise onto it, and that promise is when we um, obey our parents, when we honor our mother and our, our father and our mother, um, that our days will be um, long, uh, we will live long in, in the earth. And, um, and so that I saw, you know, because again, you know, we do have those who, who want to, um, like, is it, it's in the old, but it, it's in, is it in the new? So, um, we thank God that, you know, his word is, is the same for honoring fathers and mothers. Um, and so also, uh, the part about being able, um, not to, fathers not to provoke, uh, the children, um, instead bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord, I just believe um, there, like fathers, you know, really have to be careful as well as mothers that they do not discipline the children when they are angry. Um, you know, you have it, something could have happened. It could have been some road rage or, you know, it could have been a lot of traffic or something like that coming home, and then they get home and find out something has happened in school, or and, and then they want to go immediately and uh, discipline or try to um, train that child, um, and that's not the uh, right time if you're not in the in the have the right attitude uh, about discipline and training that child because then you're doing it in anger and that's going to provoke the child to anger as well and so um, we we have to be careful and like you said just you know being able to go back and apologize and you know to that child if that if that happens and 
you know, and let them know, you know, that that when I did train or discipline you, it, it wasn't the, in at the right time. And, and so I, I totally agree with you. Amen, amen, amen. And we're going to shift for just a moment, and we're going to tackle a scripture that has to do with mother figures. So we've been talking about biological or um, adopted parents, because we don't want to leave out adopted parents, but now we want to talk about those that stand as mother figures. And so we're going to come from Titus chapter 2, verses 3 through 5. Again, that's Titus chapter 2, verses 3 through 5. And it reads, Older women likewise are to be reverent in their behavior, not malicious gossips, nor enslaved to much wine, teaching what is good, so that they may encourage the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be sensible, pure workers at home, kind, being subject to their own husbands, so that the word of God will not be dishonored. So again, it reads, older women likewise are to be reverent in their behavior, not malicious gossips, nor enslaved to much wine, teaching what is good, so that they may encourage the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be sensible, pure, workers at home, kind, being subject to their own husbands so that the word of God will not be dishonored. Amen. And so um, and we know um, when it's talking about the older women, and, again, I love wisdom. I love talking and holding conversations with older women because I believe that's where wisdom lies. And so it talks about them being the example. So at the very beginning of that scripture, it talks about their behavior. Because oftentimes, what we what are we doing? We're watching. We, the, the younger women are watching or paying attention to the older women. And it says that the older women shouldn't, those that are acting as mothers, should not be gossips, um, not be enslaved with wine, so intoxicated, Um and teaching what is good, teaching um, to be a woman of one husband and um, loving their children, taking care of their children, I'm paraphrasing, um, being kind. And um, so those are some of the things and not dishonoring God's word. And so um, some may say the old-fashioned way, though so I hear your Holy Spirit. Um, and so the, some may say, that, you know, this is the old fashion way. But but can I say that um after being married for um twenty two years now and um since my husband and I met in high school, um much of what was taught to me was taught from my elders. Um not necessarily even my um uh, my own mother but watching those that were my pastors, those that were um you know, that ministered the gospel to me and praying, teaching me how to pray for my husband, teaching me how to do just different things as it pertains to being a wife, a good wife. And so I wanted to make sure we understand that, that, again, God's word doesn't 
negate because we are in 2021, right? So we want to make sure we understand that and um, being subject to a wife of their own husband because we know that in our time there's so much going on. There's First, there's the honoring of marriage is, is not what it should be. And so we have to know that, again, we give an account ultimately to God. And so when our elders, those that are acting as mother figures, begin to minister to us and teach us how to do what God instructs us to do, then we have to embrace that. So I just wanted to add that. And Minister Regina, you can jump in. Amen, amen. Uh, Minister Denise, uh, and so as I um, meditated over these scriptures, um, these scriptures, I would call, like you said, um, the age women. And today, you know, we would say spiritual mothers. Um, and so then, you know, it was in the early church, you know, there was even these age women were even employed by the church um, and expected to not only, according to Romans 12 and 1, present their bodies as a living sacrifice, pure and holy and, and pleasing and acceptable to God, but as you mentioned, to teach those younger um, women the doctrines and precepts of Christianity and and and, and just how um, to conduct themselves in the way of the Lord, and, you know, whether it was from their dress or, you know, not not gossiping um, and not giving too much wine, sober, wise, and to love their husbands, you know, to be, to have, you know, the one husband and, um, and, and to uh, have a good temperament, you know, be wise and affection, discreet, teachers of their children. That goes back to what we're talking about you know, honoring fathers and mothers, and particularly in the love of their children, um, to be keepers at home, you know, just to teach them how to, the, the upkeep of their home, um, and and just to be sweet and soft-hearted. You know, the Bible talks about, you know, women not knowing how, you know, they will, they will be able to win their husbands over, you know, being humble, you know, and so, and, and obliging and obedient, you know, to their husbands. And as you mentioned, you know, it, it, you know, we would think, yeah, you know, so it's old-fashioned or what have you. But, again, you know, it's God's word and every principle he, he has given us, he had laid, laid out the foundation for us to. Um, and, I, and when we follow his precepts, we know that, all, that those things do work together for our good. And so um, I just thank God for his word um, because, you know, it's his word and it, it, it never changes. And so um, to have those spiritual mothers um, today, um, probably we need um, more of that, you know, in the church to be able to train um, up the, the younger women. And so I, I do thank God for this scripture, and I thank God for those um, spiritual mothers and mentors uh, that I had in, in my life as well. Amen. And I wanted to give an example of what God just brought back to my attention is um, I remember back some years, many years ago, um, 
and this was an example of this. Um, I remember one of my spiritual mothers, she began to tell me, um, because I would just continuously say things to my husband. I would basically complain and, and over and over and over and over and over and over. And, and one day she said, stop talking and pray. Right. And, um, and then I remember, I never forget, the Holy Spirit convicted me because I was going to God, kind of like, you know, how when we're kids, our, our, you know, we, we have siblings and we'll go and say, well, mom, dad, they did this and they did that. Well, I was going to God to tell God on my husband. And the Holy <laughs> Spirit convicted me and said, what did you do? How did you respond? And and I stopped for a moment. And I said, well, God, but he did. And he said, but what did you do? And so we have to be careful, very careful and mindful, because God, if we're listening, God will convict us. Um, and there are times that my husband would begin to, I saw the difference. I saw the difference because um, I was trying to be his mother, but I'm not his mother. I'm his wife. And so um, God was showing me that, and also my spiritual mom was showing me that as well. And so she began to say, stop talking and pray um, because you're not his mother. And so I don't know who needs to hear that, but we have to understand. Um, and, and, and one of the other things God spoke to me is that he's not going to do something because you want him to do it. He's going to do it because he wants to do it. Not because that then that becomes a controlling spirit that you're operating in, and so we have to be careful. I just wanted to add that. Amen. 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 And so the last part of the um, show, we're going to talk about honoring God above um, even our mothers and our fathers. Amen. Um, there are some scriptures in the Word that are in the New Testament that we're going to tackle for the last few minutes, and it's talking about honoring God above all. Amen. God desires that we honor our father and mother, right? We've read those scriptures. We know what they say, but we know that God is greater than any mom, than our mom, our dad, and anybody else, right? So we're going to start with Matthew 10 and 37. So we're going to go there. And once we um, discuss Matthew 10 and 37, we're going to go to Matthew 12. Amen. So we're going to begin with Matthew 10 and 37. And Matthew 10 and 37 reads, just a second. So Matthew 10 and 37 says, he who loves Father or mother, and these are Jesus' words. Let me back up a little bit. These are Jesus' words. Um, he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Now, those are some powerful words. I'm going to read that again. Yes. <laughs> Matthew 10 and 37, this is Jesus speaking. He says, he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Now, I want to tell a, a share just quickly um, my own personal testimony of this scripture and God speaking this to me. Um, my dad... Um, got really ill 
some years ago. And when he got really ill, I began to say, what am I going to do? I began to cry. I began, I, I literally felt as I was having a, a nervous breakdown. Um, and I said, what am I going to do? What am I going to do if my dad dies? I, I don't know what to do. I can't live. And, and, and immediately at the time I had accepted Christ. So, um, I had never, I heard God speak to me before, but I had never heard the anger of God. And the sound of God's voice that at that moment was like a booming sound. Um, kind of when we read the scripture and it talks about this booming sound and people start trembling, that's what I heard that particular day. And so I never forget, as long as I live, God saying, I am your father. I am your father. And I was sobbing because my dad was, um, basically the doctors had said he was going to die. And um, to prepare him, they were making him comfortable and everything. And I was in my apartment. I remember it vividly to this day. And I was crying. I was on my face. And I felt like my mind was, like, detaching in a sense. And I was crying, saying, I can't live without my dad. I can't live without my dad. And that's when I heard the booming sound of God. And I had never experienced God speaking in anger. And I remember just trembling. Because at that moment, I was like, God, don't kill me, please. And his grace came in. His love came in. He said, I'm your father. I gave him to you for a time. I gave him to you for a time, but I am your father. So even on this side, if our heavenly father, I mean, our earthly father passes, our heavenly father is eternal. He never leaves us. And so that's what God was saying to me that day. And, and can I share this with those that are listening to me? Even after that, he, my dad would, had been declared that he was going to pass away within hours. And because of God's grace, God dealt with me. He, he, get, he disciplined me, right, in his love. But in his grace, he allowed my dad to live five more years. The number five is the number of grace. And, and after five years, God said to me, okay, now. I'm going to take him. And so I just wanted to share that. He laid that on my heart to share because we have to remember that when God is saying, if we love our mother, because that's the closest one to us, you know, as parents, our children are close to our heart, and as uh, adults, our parents are close to our hearts, right? And so he knows that get our attention and know that if you love your mother and your father more than me, you're not worthy. In other words, God is saying there's no one you should love more than me because, um, and, and just an example, that may be a situation culturally or whatever it is that I may go with what my mother says or my dad says more than loving God or, or turning to Christ. So I just wanted to share that quickly. And Minister Regina, you can add. Amen. Well, thank you for sharing that, uh, Minister Denise. Um, and as far as um, when I read the scripture, anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And I just wanted to give uh, also an example of that. So uh, back in 2001, I was um, 
led by Holy Spirit and called out to go to um, Bible college out in uh, Columbus, Ohio. And um, it was truly, truly uh, a walk of faith for me. And, um, you know, I, when I shared it with my uh, mother and father, uh, I didn't know how, you know, they would take it. And um, it's not that I believe that they didn't, uh, want me to go, but a lot of times we just have uh, fear of the unknown uh, as well. And so for me, I knew that I had to be obedient uh, to my father, um, God. Uh, he had called me to go, and so I knew that I had to be obedient to that that calling. And, you know, even though my mother and father didn't quite understand why I had to go so far away to Bible college, but it was what Holy Spirit was leading me to do and what I heard my father say. And so I'm, I was obedient to, to do what God had called me to do. And so um, he says that no man, um, no one is not worthy of me um, if, if we are not able um, and we do love our father and our mothers uh, more. And so we just have to know that even um, in um, forsaking our mothers and our fathers um, and loving Christ because he is, um, he is our head, he is headship, and he is lordship. And so it says, uh, that is worthy to bear his name or to be accounted a true Christian unless we are willing um, to suffer, unless we are willing to take that um, step of faith um, and do what he says. Uh, sometimes it's pain. Sometimes it's hardship. Sometimes it's persecutions, um, you know, but we must not renounce or deny Christ, and we must also know that we have to put him above uh, mother and father. Amen. 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 And um, we're going to jump to, we have two more scriptures. The next one is Matthew 12, um, verses 48 through 50. That's Matthew 12, 48 through 50. And we're still talking about honoring God above our mothers and our fathers. Amen. And so Matthew twelve forty eight through 50 says, But Jesus answered the one who was telling him and said, Who is my mother and who is my brothers? Who are my brothers? I'm sorry. And stretching out his hand toward his disciples, he said, Behold my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father who is in heaven, he is my brother and sister and mother. I'm going to read that again. And that's, again, Matthew twelve forty-eight through 50. This is Jesus speaking and responding. But Jesus answered the one who was telling him and said, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand toward his disciples, he said, Behold, my brother and my, my mother. For whoever does the will of my Father who is in heaven, he is my brother and sister and mother and mother. 
Amen. And so this is a scene where um, someone had said to Christ that um, your mother and your brother are standing outside seeking to speak with you. They were trying to have a conversation with him, but he was about, um, as, as he would say in Scripture, about the Father's business. And so um, when I read the Scripture, we want to just make sure we understand and, and not take it out of context, but Jesus is saying, I'm doing the will of God. And um, and so he wasn't denying that he had a mother, earthly mother. He was saying that what he was doing for God in that moment was far greater. Amen. And so I just wanted to, to point that part out um, as I read this scripture. And I've read it so many times before. But just understanding that he's not denying that he has a mother, right, um, because he's our example. And he was our earthly example as he walked the earth. So, of course, he wouldn't um, contradict his word, but he was showing that he was doing the will of God. And at that moment, that was far more important than um, what they were wanting to um, talk to him about. Amen. So I just wanted to add that, Minister Regina. Amen. And um, I just want to piggyback off of that uh, as I re- remember and recall even Jesus being, um, I think, 12, I was 12 years old in the temple, and um, he said, you know, his mother and father was looking for him, and, you know, he was saying to them, you know, um, that he was about his father's business. And so, again, he wasn't trying to deny or have his his father and his mother and father to worry about him, but he was at that time about his father's business. And so this scripture to me, it just, again, it's not that, you know, you are denying that you have a natural mother and father and that they are to be respected and honored and, and reverenced. Um, but, but when it talks about that, you know, who is my my mother and my father, my brother, my sister, is is basically saying the lesser the lesser need to stand by now while the greater is done. Um, that we are to hold fast to Christ and look upon every Christian in whatever condition of life as a brother and a sister or a mother of the Lord. Um, you know, and, and let us love and respect and be kind to them um, for his sake and, and after God's example. So this is what I get um, from this scripture. Amen, amen. This has been an amazing conversation about what does the Bible say about motherhood, about mothers, and about mother figures. And we're going to um, discuss our last scripture, and then we're going to pray out, and we're going to pray for mothers. Amen. And so um, our last scripture is Mark 10. And it's verses 29 through 30. And, again, these are the words of Christ as he is speaking in the word. So, again, Mark 10, 29 through 30. And it says, Jesus said, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or farms for my sake 
and for the gospel's sake, but that he will receive a hundred times as much now in the present age, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and farms, along with persecution and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. And that's just that other scripture there. But he says, um, the scripture says again, Jesus said, Truly I say to you, and this is the New American Standard Version. So let me start over. Jesus said, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or farms for my sake. For my sake and for the gospel's sake, but that he will receive a hundred times as much now in the present age, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and farms along with persecutions and in the age to come, eternal life. And so when I read that scripture, I sum it all up with Jesus saying, that you won't regret it. You won't regret following me. You won't regret turning, not not turning, remember we're not saying turning our back on family, but making Christ more important. Amen? Making Amen. Him more important. You won't Amen. regret it because in the end is eternal life Amen. with him. Amen. Amen. So, you can, um, Minister Regina, you can give your final thoughts on that scripture. Thank you, um, Minister Denise. This has been uh, awesome, uh, just a awesome discussion tonight. And on what God is saying uh, to mothers, and I just agree with um, what you have summed up that, you know, for those that are listening, that you won't um, regret it. Um, Jesus is saying that when we want to be his disciples and he be our Lord, that we have to be willing to pick up our cross and follow him. Put no other person, no other possessions, no other purpose ahead of, of me. We have to be willing to give up anything and everything he asks of us to follow him. And then, as you mentioned, receive, he said, a hundredfold return, multiplied blessing in this life and life eternally. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. So we pray that those that are listening to us in um, this recording and um, this show, that you heard this, but not just hear it, um, but take it in. Take in the scriptures about motherhood and most of all um, the scriptures also about honoring and accepting Christ and taking up our cross and following him. Amen. And so we're going to um, pray for mothers um, because we know that Mother's Day is coming up and we honor mothers. We, we, We know what the word says about honoring mothers and at Hope in Christ we are honoring mothers. 
um, on this show, and this is a special show as um, for mothers. And so we want to begin, uh, we want to end with praying for mothers. Amen. Amen. And so, Father, we thank you. Hallelujah. We thank you for every mother across your world, God, the world that you created. For the word declares that the earth is yours and the fullness thereof and they who dwell in it. So, Father, we pray for your mothers this evening, this morning, this afternoon, wherever your people are in the world, God. We pray, oh, God for your covering for mothers. We pray for your provision for mothers, oh God. We pray, oh God, for your strength in the name of Jesus for mothers in this hour, God. We pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus for your wisdom in mothers, God. We thank you for mothers, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, for you birthed humanity through mothers, God. So we thank you, God. We magnify you, God. We glorify your name, oh God, for you alone are worthy. And so we thank you for motherhood. We thank you, Lord God, for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for your love, God, and we thank you, Lord. We pray for our children all around the world to honor and respect their mothers and fathers, God. We pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, oh God, that we will get back to the basics of your word, and we will stand firmly and flat-footed, oh God. And we pray, Father, for all that you are, oh God, and all that they need for you to be in their lives. And we give you glory, God, and we love you, and we say Thank you, God. And we Thank glorify you. your name. Hallelujah. Magnify your name. Hallelujah. Glory for you are God and hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God. And your word declares, oh God, that your word says that even if your father and your mother forsake you, your word declares that you would take care of us, oh God. So we thank you for taking care of the one that does not have a mother, God. We thank you for wrapping them in your arm, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And we give you glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hey, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And thank you, thank you, thank you for those tuning in to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. We thank you for tuning in. We pray that something was said that blessed you, but that you would open your heart, that God would remove the stony places that he be able to penetrate. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Have a phenomenal rest of your week.